Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Fire Fairy, your place for all things black, all things queer, all things socially conscious as it relates to the marginalized communities. I am your host, Malcolm Jamal, and today I wanted to talk a little bit about that bullshit capitalism, right? For all of my people that don't know, capitalism is bullshit, right? It's supposed to be this whole system that we use to talk about the free market. Yay, jobs for everybody. Anybody can be a millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? You do. And naturally, that's kind of how our society functions. We build this idea in our heads that everybody has a fair shot. But it's bullshit. Um, If you ever, like, checked out any of my blogs um, at corners of my mind it's jammastermal.blogspot.com i'll drop the link in the description but i wrote this blog last year called capitalism is violence and in it i kind of unpack a lot of the ways in which we think about how you know we have these sort of three parts these three classes in our society in america right we have like the lower class sometimes also called the working class right these are the people who are like low skilled laborers or unskilled labor, right? The people that they then also called essential workers in the height of pandemic last year were all in this together. Then you have the middle class. These are people that are going to live in the suburbs. They're the ones that are like the white people that have the white picket fence and the 2.5 children and a dog, right? This is going to be like the leave it to beavers. It's the Malcolm in the middles, maybe. Um, and anybody else that sort of fits into that category of right, like that you have stable housing, a decent amount of food and whatever the case might be. And in the upper class, which is like the wealthy, right? The rich people, right? The Kim Kardashians and Kylie Jenner's, the Beyonce's and Jay-Z's, all these other people that are at the top of the food chain, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, all of them. Um, So capitalism says that like you can change classes at any time, right? It's what allures people to America, this American dream. But the reality is it's bullshit, Right. Complete bullshit. And part of why I started thinking about this is because in the past week I quit my job. Um, Right. I don't I've been kind of missing in action because I just moved back to New York in the middle of April. Um, I was like working at this charter school in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, yeah. Right. Like I'm coming in in the middle of the year. Right. It won't be super terrible. But it was super terrible. And not because, oh, I'm a bad teacher. It's because the school was super fucking dysfunctional, right? You had the principal who was like making all kinds of crazy demands on teachers like, hey, submit 14 lesson plans for the next two weeks with your like handouts and also any of the standards you're using, all videos you plan to use, the project sheet, and have all that to us by Wednesday of the week before you would even begin teaching any of this. And it was just like, what the fuck? But on top of that, we'd have these things where we'd have like two meetings a day, right? One at 12 p.m. and one at 3.30 p.m. after the kids are all out the building. Fucking heinous. If you are a business owner, if you are somebody who's a fucking middle manager, some kind of liaison, you have some sort of power to be able to dictate when and when we don't have meetings for any of the average workers. Don't put two fucking meetings in the middle of a day. Are you crazy? People will have enough things that they have to do without having to go to your stupid meeting, especially ones where you decide that you would like to read to grown people. 
I'm assuming I got my job because I am a little bit literate, right? I'm assuming that I can read a fucking piece of paper and just because you blew it up on a big screen and read it to me didn't make it any less insulting to my intelligence. Don't do that. Anyway, capitalism is a raggedy ball headed bitch. And so I had real issues with it. I was stressed out at this job, right? I was working at this charter school. So on average, I was getting to the school at like 7.30 a.m., right? But I'm coming from the Heights. And for anybody that lives in New York, um, you already know that like to get to Brooklyn, right, could be a hike. For my people that don't live in New York, I wake up every day at 5.30 a.m. and have to be out the house by like 6.15 at the latest to be on the train so that I can get it there because being on the subway, oh, that bitch MTA plays games all the time. So making this long hike, I'm at the school from 7.30 a.m. until usually 5 p.m. Literally, the school wouldn't allow teachers to leave before 5 p.m. Like talking about like, like we're fucking prisoners here. Like I'm like cellmate number like, you know, like two, four, six, eight, one. Right. This is a nerdy ass musical theater reference for all of my people. Shout out to Les Mis. Anyway, it's literally that, right? That people were not allowed to leave before 5 p.m. If I wanted to leave at 4.30 to go pick up my dog from the fucking kennel or to go pick up my child from the daycare, I'd have to get special permission from the assistant principal or the principal or the director of operations. What? I'm fucking grown. There are no children left in the building and all the work that we have left to do, I can do from anywhere. It's even more obscene because we're back in person teaching, but... You know, 50% of our kids are still coming online. So as a result, the 50% that are in person all have to sit here and we're all on Zoom. Like little tiny neat robots looking at a screen when they're humans actually in front of us. So fucking weird. But capitalism was like, no, Zoom is the new online meeting space and that's what we're going to do. And so that's what the fuck we did. We would sit there for six hours, not even talking to the children in real life because we have to talk in the camera on the screen in order to make sure everybody can be included in this. Stupid. But, you know, that's what we did. One of the things that we noticed about fucking capitalism in this last part of pandemic, or I guess not even the last part, right? Because we're still in the middle of pandemic, let's be clear. But in this last sort of phase, um, when we first started, uh, was that, oh yeah, like people started making work demands go up. Instead of people being able to work from home and then be able to have like a lot more free time, people are sending emails at 8 p.m. and they want an answer by 9. They want you to sit there at your desk and be a cute, good soldier for the Lord and wait for them to say something back. Give me more work. Please, please, please. I need this job. You know what I have to say to that? Fuck that job. Fuck that job. Fuck that cubicle. Fuck your modules. Fuck your meetings. Fuck this Zoom call. Fuck the meeting ID and the password. Fuck the waiting room and the fucking webinar. Fuck it all. It doesn't matter. It's literal bullshit. And they found ways to try to make it so that instead of it being a more convenience to you because you're at your house in your pajamas working, they're like, well, how can we ramp it up and juice even more energy and life out of these people who are here busting their ass? They had this article I just saw that like popped up on Twitter the other day that was saying like, oh, yeah, apparently while people have been working from home, they've been having sex, making a meal, raising their children and like still getting their work done. So then why did you write this fucking article? 
Why is it even a thing? If no productivity went down, it means that all these rules are arbitrary, that we sit in tiny little cubicles or inside of tiny little buildings for eight to 12 hours a day to be productive, and we didn't get any less productive when we were working at our homes. In that case, it seems like really you just wanted to have a way to monitor us and keep us trapped inside of a tiny box because that's what makes you feel comfortable in knowing how productivity is happening. That's stupid, right? I am here to tell you, people of Earth, if your job sucks, quit. You know how they say that? Don't quit your day job. It's a fallacious piece of garbage. Quit your day job. If it sucks, leave that motherfucker because it's not serving you. It doesn't give you any of the things that you need. And for so long, we got taught that like, oh, we should stay here and put in the 10 years, the 15 years, the 25 years. I got my 401k. One of my friends who shall not be named, works at um, a cell phone store, right? I won't say which one because then he'll be like, oh, you're subbing me, even though I'm subbing him. But he was like, he hates this job, right? He's been there for like seven years working in various departments and they changed the like pay structure now. So instead of him getting his own direct commission, they now have a a group commission or a team commission, something like that. It's kind of like when you work at a fucking restaurant and they go, oh, we pool our tips, no, fuck that. I earned this tip. This lady gave me a $50 tip. I'm not going to split my $50 tip five ways because the other waiters didn't get as much money. Fuck you. Piss off. But that's what they're doing at his little cell phone store. And he was like, he hates this job now. And he was just like, it's harder to like work with customers. They want you to do random bullshit to try to make the numbers for the entire store look better rather than any one individual sales rep. And he was just like, yeah, like this is a huge company. And I was just like, well, why don't you quit? And he was just like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I, I hate the way they do all these things. And he names every fucking facet of his job. I hate how they do all these things, but I'm going to stay because I like the company. I was like, you don't sound like you like the company. It sounds like the company hates you and gives you more bullshit work to do. And it's cutting into your actual living wages. And you're saying that, like, you still want to stay with them. Why? Why? Why are so many people chained to their fucking desks and chained to this idea that we have to work until we're blue in the face, until we are falling dead at our desk or at our station or at our computer or at the fucking, I don't know, right at the, like, you know, the fry cook spot. Like, why do I have to die at the grill in order for me to have been like, oh, yeah, I was like worthy? No, right. Our parents, their generation, right, the boomers and the fucking I don't even remember who's before boomers, right? I'm too young now for that and too old for anything else. So, ha, shout out to all the millennials out there. We're in our 30s. But our parents' generation literally had, like, they used to work these jobs for 15, 20 years, right? Get job benefits, get the, like, retirement plan, get the pension, get Social Security, and... You know, that's what they saw, right? They saw all this growth. They saw this opportunity for them to be able to buy homes and get married and have kids and grow their like like wealth in all these ways. But our generation, the millennials, right? We've seen two, right? The fucking like the giant recession that we had thanks to good old G.W. Bush, right? Or like we saw all of this fucking recession again because of the pandemic. We've dealt with bullshit from like not seeing our wages increase. Like literally the federal minimum wage, and I say this all the time, is still seven twenty-five an hour. But by all means, protest that like, oh, we can't afford to have a $15 minimum wage. Fuck you, you lying capitalist machine. 
There's absolutely enough wealth. If Jeff Bezos can be worth $180 billion, and I don't even know if that's accurate anymore because he made a lot of money during pandemic, but if he can be close to being a trillionaire and all these other ginormous countries, uh, countries, companies are able to like make so much money, like exorbitant amounts, while we, the working class and the lower class and the middle class all suffer under the boot of this fucking system, fuck them. Fuck them with everything in me. I hope they fucking choke on a diamond, right? I hope they fucking get some of their gold tissue paper stuck in their ass and they die of constipation. And I mean that shit because like, fuck you. How is it that we somehow figured out a way to build giant little outside teepees to make sure that restaurants and the capitalists can survive, but we don't have enough money for homeless people? How is it that we're somehow sending $700 million a year to fucking Israel when they're blowing the fucking Palestinians up? Where's the money? How is it that there's enough money to blow people up but not enough to feed people? Make it make sense. How does the military budget and the NYPD and everybody else all across the fucking law enforcement have enough for tanks and giant robo dogs that they will use to police minority communities, but there's not enough resources for Section 8 or fucking housing or like a like literally that. Make it make sense. Why would I stay at this godforsaken fucking job that makes me miserable when living in America is hard enough? Being black in America is hard enough. Being queer is hard enough by itself. And somehow I should come and work at this job and be miserable. People like have these signs, right? You saw that shit, right? With the Hardee's company and they were just like, people don't want to work for $4 an hour. No, I don't want to work for $4 an hour. Are you a lunatic? People don't want to work, right? Like companies really got us fucked up, right? They had this meme that said something like, oh, it's crazy that we be sitting at the cash register just trying to buy some damn body wash and a loofah. And they be like, do you want to make a dollar donation to the Boys and Girls Club of America? Fuck no, I don't want to spend that. Like, that's like 30% of what I'm spending right now to get my damn body wash. And you're telling me that like, and, and we feel guilty about it. Literally. We feel guilty about it because, oh, we should be doing more for everybody. Yes, we absolutely should. But the people that we should be critical of, it's not the working class. It's not the middle class even. It's the fucking upper echelon, billionaires and trillionaires. It's the Melinda Gates who rents an island out for three weeks while she goes through the messy divorce with Bill Gates. And she's renting this island out for $123,000 a day. A whole fucking island. How is this island even empty? How is it enough? Like, who, who, where does this money go to? How do they pay that? Is she paying the whole tax? Like, what is she paying for? Like, how is there even enough money in the world that you can do that? If that island is usually empty, fill it with people that don't have homes. Build them some of these fucking teepees that you've put outside of the fucking car mines and the Ritz-Carlton and everywhere else so that people can still sell shit to us that we don't need. But like, it just doesn't make sense to me, right? Somehow we have gotten in our minds that we got to do this stuff. I got to, I got to get a job. 
I gotta, you know, I, like, how is it that, like, people want to try to cut off, literally, right now, states are cutting off the additional funding from unemployment insurance to say people gotta get back to work, rather than saying we need to pay people more. Literally, you just want us to go back out there and risk our lives and our actual bodies, our actual sanity, so that you can, like, have somebody to push around. You're willing to sacrifice all these people, right? We're close to like, what, like 700,000 dead people now from coronavirus in America and still the numbers climbing. But like, no, no, pandemic's over. Let's just go on and open this shit up because like I can't do this no more. Way nobody to serve me and all the restaurants is closed. Like, girl, make your Arby sandwich at home. If you feel that hard pressed, but it's like you so rich, you don't even know how to make an Arby sub. <laughs> Take some roast beef, put it on a little sesame seed bun and pour some nasty cheese on top of it. Boom. There you go. But you mad because people don't want to come over here and cut your turkey. No, it's lies. Literally, a lot of the things that they try to tell us about why we should stay at these jobs don't even exist anymore. Right. 401ks, A, if you didn't know, and this is right, and it's not a business podcast, but 401ks are portable. I've already vested this money in there. I called the company up. I say, hey, I'm moving to this next company and boom, you can take that shit with you. Right. But they've already talked about and many economists have predicted that by the time I right, I'm 33. By the time I hit 65 and it's time for me to collect some Social Security, there's not even going to be any money left in the fucking budget for that. So why do I need to stay at this job and pour like all of my hard earned time, energy and money into Social Security when it's not even going to exist there? Right. The feds take that shit out my check regardless. Why am I going to stay at this job to make me miserable? I'm all for people finding a place where they are fed intellectually and professionally and there's all this opportunity for growth and you like got your Roth IRA and your tax deferred annuity and your 401k and you are like yes this is the place where I can like make a career and see some real growth and have the opportunity to really see what like I, like how all that hard work has paid off when I'm retired and I've got money to now do what I want to do that's great but if this job makes me miserable, don't stay. I, I literally, I was at this school for 30 days and it turned in my resignation. And my resignation in it, I was very critical of the principal and all the ways in which he's helped create dysfunction, right? And I'm at this point now where I'm just like, I have a skill set, right? A bunch of skill sets from every job I've ever had. I can, if you give me an interview, I can talk to you about why I'm going to be a good fit for your job because like all of our skills are transferable. Don't believe the hype of people trying to tell you that, oh, I worked at Target, so all I can do is put some stickers on a damn markdown. No, girl. You've got inventory training. You've got stock training. You've got a fucking, um, like, what, fashion merchandising. You've got the ability to, like, multitask. You've got customer service experience. You've got, right, like, um, like corporate, like, you've got all kinds of skill sets, Don't let capitalism and bullshit jobs try to convince you that because you did this one thing that that's all you can ever do, right? If you were the fucking fry cook at McDonald's, you have line cook experience, you have sous chef experience, you have 
uh, food safety and handling experience. You have um, presentational experience, right? Like, cause people, if the damn, if that McDouble look crazy, you know them people, these crazy ass people at McDonald's are gonna come back and throw the damn burger right there on the thing. So you know it's got to look right. Don't let McDonald's or Burger King or any of these fucking places, wherever you work, don't let the MoMA you work at the museum try to convince you that all you can do is now work at museums. Fuck you, you can go work for NASA if you want, right? They got a museum somewhere in there. Like, where are they at? Where are they, right? You need to start making a list of all of your transferable skills and then pat yourself on the back and go, I'm getting the fuck out of here, right? I love that video of that black girl from a million years ago on the internet that said, I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP. She didn't even have to complete the sentence and we knew what she meant. It's time to go. It is time for us to stop allowing these high-powered middle managers or like CEOs to try to convince us that we're worthless without the labor force. That's why they want all of us to go back to work. That's why they want us off unemployment. That is why they're like, no, we won't pay them this other thing because they know that we are the actual fucking important part of the food chain. If we aren't there to iron their shirts or flip the burgers or to answer the emails or to be on Zoom and show them how to rotate their PDFs, the whole fucking system falls apart. Consequently, we shouldn't be beholden to it because the system is bullshit. The system is broken. The system is telling us that we should stay here and we believe it. Fuck that job. You'll get another one. Get on ZipRecruiter, get on CareerBuilder, get on Monster, get on Indeed, LinkedIn, and anywhere else that you can find. You can find another job. I done interviewed like six times this week. I got a couple job offers and one lady tried to lowball me. Whoa, 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 girl. I got other offers, so I'll see you later, right? I will let a job know real quick. Hey, girl, I might stay here a year. I might stay here a day, right? But I don't want them to ever think that they've got me by the nads because somehow they need help. And so now I got to come in and kiss their ass. No, they should be kissing the ground beneath us as we walk. Because we, the proletariat, are the ones that empower the fucking aristocracy of America. We are the ones who make this fucking engine churn. Us, we are the combustible engine. We are the thing that they literally want to try to set on fire in order for them to create steam, but refuse to do it. Use your own heat and see how we burn this motherfucker down.